Good morning, traders. Very, very warm welcome to today's early morning trade plan session, which is your opportunity to be as prepared as you can for today's trading opportunities. So we'll take on board everything that's um, uh, all the latest developments in these financial markets. If we look back at um, Friday's non-farm payroll numbers, um, we'll have a look at what's going on uh, in Japan and how that's potentially impacting the, the yen. Uh, and of course, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll try to get to grips with what's going on with the UK. Uh, there's now a, a leadership contest, which is, uh, let's say, quite aggressive uh, in many ways. And uh, we have a few different potential outcomes to try and consider in terms of what it means for uh, UK, uh, UK assets. So let's get straight into it then. We'll start. Uh, with our risk warning just be mindful of the risks involved in trading financial markets uh good morning to those of you joining us live hope you're all keeping well uh, and you had a good weekend we're ready now to go again for the week ahead good stuff um okay so what do all profitable traders need to consider each and every time they get to their trading desks they make them they need to make some decisions regarding which markets to trade where do you then enter those markets where do you exit how do you manage risk um, how do you manage each trade to a successful outcome and trading psychology? All the very important features of, of um, any, any individual's uh, trading strategy. Um, these are the elements that we discuss every single day. So your actual methodology for getting in and out can, can vary drastically. Some you know, use heavily use indicators, others um, perhaps not so much and more interested in price and, and what, what direction price is moving in things of that nature so um but nonetheless these are still very important considerations and uh, as you know we're strong advocates of being consistent in our approach if you're erratic and, and you're kind of uh, not very stable and uh, keep changing your mind in in, in facets in these facets of, of or these phases of trading financial markets in terms of perhaps risk management and things like that if you're very erratic and, and up and down um, you know, trading is going to be really quite difficult for you. And then disciplined, with, again, with your capital is, is an important feature, but patience as well. Uh, knowing when, when to get in and when to get out are all important factors. Okay, so let's get straight into it then. We'll start with a review of potential market moving news. So um, I just want to take you back to Friday's non-farm payroll numbers. So if we go back um, just a few days... So Friday, we were expecting numbers in and around the, the 260, 270 level, 260,000 jobs to be added. And we saw 372,000 jobs added. Um, now, no major change as far as the unemployment rate is concerned, but a sizable uptick in terms of the, 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 the non-farm employment change number. Um, and average hourly earnings sort of maintained that 0.3%, very much in line with expectation. So the big question is, you know, what does that mean for us moving forward? Well, I suppose if you, if the Fed are interpreting the, the jobs numbers, then they are more likely to be a little bit more on the um, uh, on the hawkish end of, of rate rises so we know we saw a 75 basis point increase last time around uh we're very much expecting a 75 basis point rate hike this time around um we know that they're looking to get up to that sort of three percent plus mark to see if it has a meaningful impact on inflation um it is 
one of the major tools that can be used to address inflation. So we know it's getting out of hand and Americans are getting very upset regarding the cost of energy as well. Um, and we're in the summer months, so you can imagine that would get considerably worse as we go into the winter months. Uh, access to supply is going to be the, the, the key, you would imagine. Um, we have Russia potentially threatening, you know, cutting off energy supplies uh, and that impacting Europe in such a, a dramatic way. So, um, so the market's still digesting that. You will see price action been very erratic uh, over the course of Friday, very up and down. Um, and it's just really trying to get to, I suppose, get to grips with its um, its true destination. Now, we're still largely on the side of um, uh, bearish US industry markets and very positive um, on the US dollar. So, you know, this type of news event only reinforces that, that correlation. Um, so... Uh, maybe perhaps to a lesser extent moving forward because we've had such very significant moves and we're entering earnings season again so we're going to get the earnings for for quarter two uh, coming through and uh, we'll see how that can impact these markets accordingly so a lot to keep an eye out for so yesterday um you might know uh the the former president of japan uh, prime minister of japan was was, sh was shot dead unfortunately uh Three days ago, I think it was a Friday, and um, we have elections in Japan, ironically, on Sunday, um, and they, the, the ruling party, um, had a landslide win, um, and a lot of that was largely down to the the fact that um, uh, Shinzo Abe was uh, was assassinated, basically. So. Um, so we've got this very, in terms of the Japanese yen, they're maintaining their accommodation to really exceptional levels, way above you know the vast majority of other um, central banks. Even the Swiss National Bank have have been quite dovish, uh, sorry, been quite hawkish recently and in increasing rates. But uh, the the BOE have have or the BOJ, should I say, have just stuck to their guns. Uh, and they're, they're continuing to be you know, ultra conservative in a time of you know, global inflation as well. So, um, so what do we have this week? We've got a very important inflation numbers uh, due out uh, on Wednesday for the US, uh, CPI numbers. Um, you know, we're still expecting perhaps elevated CPI numbers. Let's see how, where they fall, um, you know, two months ago, we were anticipating CPI to actually um, start to roll back over to the downside and, and uh, prices becoming under a little bit more control. And uh, last month's numbers pretty much squashed that potential outcome. Um, so really, it just shows that with all their all the forecasts, very difficult for them to 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 be that accurate with these numbers. So let's see what we get on the core CPI side and the CPI numbers on Wednesday. Uh, as we all know, you know, real real inflation in the economy is this is a very selected basket of of inflation just to indicate you know how prices are moving and how aggressively. But we all know that the the actual real bottom line inflation that we're all paying is probably in excess of um, 
or maybe even a multiple of uh, the you know, 8%, 8.5% 8 that we're, we're, we're being told. Um, so we'll hear, be hearing from the BOJ. We've also got the RBNZ as well, so be mindful of that this week. Anyone trading the, uh, the New Zealand dollar? Uh, it's bank holiday on Thursday in France. Um, and then we've got US PPI. So we'll, we get the consumer price index and then we'll, we'll see the, the producer price index. So we'll see how inflation is impacting um, those that, that make the products that, um, that the consumers purchase. We'll have an interesting uh, GDP quarterly number coming out of China. Um, looks like it's been, uh, been hit badly uh, to the downside. So we're expecting a 1% growth figure over the quarter for, for, for China. So that's, um, that's going to be an interesting development for these markets. And we'll finish with core retail sales and consumer sentiment. So, and look at this consumer sentiment figure. We're looking, we're virtually looking at a, uh, a slightly more concerned consumer in the US. And you could take that back quite some time. When were we last here? Yeah, we haven't really been down at these levels at all in the last. Um... So for, for consumer sentiment, we're down at very much record lows. Um, bit of a concern, 70% of the US economy is consumer driven. Uh, and if, the, if the, the sentiment behind those consumers are fearful and cautious they might be likely to save more and spend less and that has a pretty dramatic impact on the u.s economy um, it's up to the government and, and the central bank to try and encourage people to to spend as much as they possibly can uh, not the opposite not be so concerned and this is the demand construction that we talk about with inflation if prices continue to go higher and higher and higher there'll come a point at which the consumer will say Right, I'm going to hold off purchasing, and and that's the um, the, the demand destruction that, that we've been talking about now for quite some time. Okay, so um, so today nothing of any major concern. We'll be hearing from um, Corona. Oh, no, sorry, we've already heard it from Corona overnight. Um, we're going to be hearing from uh, Bank of England Governor Bailey to testify on the Bank of England fiscal stability report before the Treasury Select, uh, sorry, the financial stability report before the Treasury Select Committee in London. Okay, it could be an interesting news event there for the British pound. Uh, we'll be speaking again tomorrow, just to get the nature of that, to speak about the economic landscape and an event hosted by the official monetary and financial institutions forum in London. So that audience questions expected could be um, a bit of a volatile period for the British pound. Um, but broadly, these markets will be pretty much interpreting what we're experiencing, um, the, the more macro events that we're, we're trying to contend with. So we were trying to sell the S&P on Friday, and we had a bit of um, indecision really in, in the trade. And eventually we started making new highs only very marginal new highs but then since then we've kind of continued to roll over back to the downside so slightly frustrating because our, our bias is very much lower but we're still sort of sticking with that overall view 
not an awful lot going on here in gold just yet. And further downside, we're, we're, we're again very bearish. The, the, the euro dollar, the pound dollar. Um, and we are now beginning to see that filter through. So Friday was just a particularly volatile trading day. Uh, we were trying to trade these markets in the right direction. And, and you can see we're getting that follow through now. But we had to put up with a lot of turbulence there on Friday. Um, so let's put our trade plan together. And we'll, we'll switch over to the live trade room now in just a couple of minutes. And we'll, uh, we'll look to execute trades in these markets. Right, so the the S&P 500 momentum to the downside, clearly getting a little bit of a break lower, so that would interest us for further downside there. Um, we're already seeing this market just break below that level, so some, some further downside. Um, slightly, we're just a few, few pips away, really, from a break to the downside again. Um, so we've seen the break just about occurring now in the S&P. Yeah, it's already happened in the... In the Dow Jones, and it's yet to happen. Break below the eleven thousand nine hundred and twenty-nine, as far as the, um, the Nasdaq is concerned. So, no surprise really to see a bit of perhaps more short-term erratic price action in markets like the the FTSE. A bit of negativity on the open uh, there. Similar situation for 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 the DAX. The German economy are likely to be impacted by this um, Russian response to energy and because um, they're quite exposed. So negativity across the Nikkei. And just having a look, we're seeing this little range sort of be maintained. It was looking like on Friday there was a bit of positivity and we'd start seeing these prices push higher. And we're really looking at the 21,888 and we actually failed to close above that level and have now continued to roll over to the downside. So Bitcoin still really tough, tough spot for Bitcoin traders. Um, commodities, let's look at commodities. Um, you know, we're seeing these strong levels of resistance up at these highs and we're seeing prices roll back over to the downside. So it looks like we can get a short term sell trade there um, in US oil. So I'm going to bring this up here. So. Um, So we're looking for bearish moves across the, the US indices to the downside. Um, and we're looking for oil to the downside below the 132. See, nothing is happening yet. It looks like we're getting a bit of dollar strength filter through. Let's have a look at the, the dollar yen, see how that's performing. So we're now making new highs. Um, so still an appetite for, for, the, for the dollar against the yen. We've had such a, an extended move for such a long time now. Um, this move is, is really on the realms of kind of unbelievable. We were down at sort of 115 and now we're up at 137. So really exponential move there for the dollar the dollar yen and that's after not an awful lot for a very very long period of time so um this is the consolidation that we ordinarily look for and look to capitalize on those little breakout trades 
markets have been a little bit more unique um, over the last number of months. So the dollar yen continuing higher above the 136.97. So we like the, the, the euro dollar lower, the pound dollar lower, um, the dollar yen higher, more movement for the dollar Swiss. The dollar CAD, all looking quite positive. Aussie dollar to the downside, New Zealand dollar to the downside. We'll stay away from the euro pound. Don't really like the euro yen or the pound yen as such. And we'll have a look at gold as well. So we're so let's put together our trade plan currently up on screen. And uh, we'll let you guys go. We'll, we'll switch over to the live trading. So we're really looking for those. Um, Friday, you know, we were really interested in these US job numbers. Um, we were broadly looking at quite mixed market conditions. We were looking for a sell trade uh, in the pound dollar and a sell trade in the, the, the pound yen as well. Looking for, I suppose, a bit of short-term negativity for the British pound. And although we saw it briefly, it wasn't really sustained and, and the pound yen has turned positive and the pound dollar has continued to look a little bit more negative and a little bit more bearish there. So a um, bit of a mixed bag. And I, and I guess, I suppose it's fair enough that, that traders and investors are looking at the pound in a very kind of cautious manner at the moment um, as to whether we get more liberal um, uh, leadership in with regards to sort of fiscal measures like um like tax and uh and spending uh, or whether we get more more conservative sort of risky rishi sunak type uh you know uh, tax cuts and things of that nature so and that has a big impact really for the central bank and how they will respond so we can just expect some further turbulence really in the British pound, but certainly the, the pound dollar is a viable uh, trading opportunity for us there. Okay, so uh, let's amend this then. Um, so I think it's clear to say we've got risk off market conditions today. Risk off market conditions. Um, we don't really have any major news event. So. So we're calling a price on the U.S. oil trade. Um, in terms of U.S. weakness, you've seen the, the, the differences. We've had the Dow has already made the move. The, 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 the S&P is currently at that point. And uh, the NASDAQ is, is yet to break through that important low from Friday. So they're at slightly different stages, but really broadly, we're looking for U.S. indices. So if you get a pullback in the Dow, for example, we might look to get into that. 
Um, if we get the right setup in the in the S and P, we might look at that, and uh, and certainly we might be adding the Nasdaq later on. So broadly speaking, we're just we know we're looking for some sell trades across the S and P, the Dow, and the Nasdaq. So and we're going to go during the, the the live trade room. We're going to um, look in these in a lot more detail at much smaller time frames and see where the the, the high probability trades uh, sit. Similar situation for dollar strength. So we just like broadly like dollar strength over the course of the trading day. Um, and a bit of sort of that flight to safety, that kind of risk off uh, trading condition that we talk about so often. And uh, we're also looking for US oil to look to sell below that. It's basically the, the $100 level. Um, so we had a little bit of a bounce there towards the end of last week. And now we're getting that rollover back to the downside. So those are, are going to sort of maintain our focus for all those reasons. Um, we'll wrap it up there, guys. We'll switch across to our live trade room now. For those of you who uh, want to join us for that, we'll, we'll see you over uh, in, our, in our trading room. Um, any questions, feel free to post them. We'll answer them before we conclude the broadcast. So look, thanks very much for joining us. I'm going to post um, our trade plan into the chat box now so you can take that away with you. You can cut and paste it, of course. Thanks so much, guys. Appreciate it. Um, so just to let you know, we do Trading Markets Live every day uh, from 8 a.m. for the European session and again at 12.30 for the U.S. trading session. So if you want to join us uh, for that, you're very welcome to do so. For more information, just go to livetrading.com. And there is a chat function there if you do have any questions. I'm happy to answer any questions you might have. So on that note, take care. Uh, we'll be back again tomorrow for everyone here. Bye for now.